Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NFL. My worst attribute, I would say, you know, I don't have a can arm like, you know, some guys, but I think there's been a lot of really successful quarterbacks in the league without the, the arm like an Aaron Rodgers. And you make up for it with preparation and timing and accuracy and, and really understanding, you know, the routes that your guys are running. That's Joe Burrow. We're all expecting him to be the number one pick tonight. The Bengals get to make that pick 6 o'clock on ESPN and the NFL Network. Bengals coach Zach Taylor. He's as advertised. All the things we heard about him, we saw from our first meeting with him, and as we've gotten to know him over the last couple weeks. So, number one pick, no drama. Tune in at 6.15, right, PK? Uh, yeah, obviously. It's going to be Joe Burrow. He's as advertised. Well, he's a rookie, and that's what he's advertised as. So, it remains to be seen, and that's something that we'll watch in the uh, NFL season, whenever that might be. And that's one of the intriguing aspects. The quarterbacks are always intriguing aspects, whether you're drafted in the first round, whether you're drafted in the sixth round like Tom Brady, and all the rounds in between. We should go through and list all the quarterbacks and what rounds they've been taking at, been taken at. And then Russell Wilson, third round, comes to mind. Dak Prescott, I think, was fourth round. Drew Brees, second round. Yeah. What was he? was like a first pick of the second he round. Was. So, yep. you know, that's, that's, that's pretty high in my book. Uh, start getting in the third and fourth rounds and all that stuff. And, and a kid from uh, Oklahoma last year, well, a couple of kids from Oklahoma the last couple of years, went number one. And that's fun to watch to see their development, who pans out and to what level they pan out. And Barrow is the next guy that we'll be following. Of course, we'll also be watching to see a couple of uh, local guys drafted tonight, waiting to see where Jordan Love goes, where Jalen Johnson goes. And... If you had to go both first round, neither first round, or one guy or the other, I think the odds are both. But I don't feel like either guy's a complete 100% lock for the first round. Probably, what, Jalen Johnson, 90% chance he goes in the first round. Jordan Love, maybe a little less confidence, 80%. Uh, Jordan Love, I'd give 100% in the first round because you're a quarterback. And Jordan Love is in a situation where I find a lot of envy because he's not going to go as high as the others, right? So the reality is he's actually probably going to go to a better team. Whether You know, Mahomes can sit for a year, basically, and then take over. Aaron Rodgers can sit for two or three years and then take over. So potentially going later is not necessarily that bad. Now, financially, I guess you want to go as high as you can because that's where you're going to make your most money. But... I think he's going to go because of the position he plays. And I've fought Jalen Johnson for two years now as a first-round talent. So for me, because I have a bias with Jalen Johnson, seeing him play every single game, talking to him after practice many, many times, knowing what he's about, I think he's about a 98% chance to go in the first round. But there's some bias there. Tampa Bay Bucks tight end Rob Gronkowski, introductory press conference says that he hinted to Tom Brady about a return two months ago. They worked out before Brady signed with Tampa Bay. We rarely talked about what his decision was going to be, where I'm at, Gronk said. But we did talk about it for one second, and I told him, we just talked real quick, it's like, hey, I'm kind of getting that fire underneath me again. 
You really getting that fire, or did they just not want to be Patriots anymore? Moving on. Seems a little convenient. I, I can't answer that, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know what soured Ronkowski on uh, New England that he had to get away virtually at all costs. I don't know. Saints coach Sean Payton told players Wednesday they will not have any type of offseason program this spring, virtual or otherwise. Take care of your families, take care of your health, and be ready this summer, Payton was quoted as saying. And Mickey Loomis, who's the GM with the Saints, confirmed the coach's comments during his pre-draft news conference. So, all the, uh, all the workout, all the OTR stuff they do over the summer, all that, forget about it. See you for camp. It's like the old days, PK. Except players have way more money. They're not working second jobs as substitute teachers and doing whatever else they do. Yeah, that's a good point. It is a throwback. Kyle Whittingham was talking about that on his Zoom conference call the other day where he said that when spring ball was over, it's like, okay, see you when two-a-days start in August, and you better be ready. And, you know, he did it, and many others did it at the college level and pro level. So I don't think it's that devastating. And everyone is doing the same thing, so it's up to the individuals to make sure they're prepared whenever camp reconvenes. NFL Players Association Executive Director Demaris Smith making comments, uh, talking about testing for players as they plan for the 2020 NFL season. Here's the quote. The benchmarks that it seems that are somewhat consistent is the need for mass testing. I haven't heard anyone who hasn't emphasized mass testing in the community for measuring how and to what extent things to return to somewhat normalcy. I don't have the answers right now. It's a little less confidence than we've heard out of the NFL when we hear the commissioner say, yep, full speed ahead. We're planning for September. And now we got the Players Association executive director saying, I don't have the answers right now, which is where I think most of us are. Well, yeah, but I think that's political. I think you're going to have every Players Association president and every Players Association uh, agent who's ever in charge, executive director, I guess, and then the Players president. They're all going to be cautious, so I would expect nothing otherwise. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. University of Arizona President Dr. Robert Robbins said Wednesday he does not anticipate the Wildcats playing football this fall, even though the university plans to bring students and faculty back to campus for face-to-face instruction during the fall semester. I'm really concerned about whether we're going to be playing football in the fall, Robbins told KVOIAM in Tucson. My sense right now, I just don't see that happening. Kind of weird. I thought if the students were on campus for face-to-face instruction, then football could be a go. I didn't get why those two things would be separated, but that seems to be what the Arizona president is uh, thinking and planning here. Well, he hasn't seen football being played in the fall down in Arizona and Tucson for many years, so Boom. I didn't say that. Boom! Really hasn't, hasn't seen good football. <laughs> If you weren't here yesterday in the 8 o'clock hour... going to be played. Yeah, if you weren't here yesterday in the 8 o'clock hour, PK was willing to relegate Arizona. The national columnist got asked that. Stuart Mandel in his mailbag. Arizona, out! Two win teams, three win teams. Get them out of here. I think they're the obvious choice. But the the idea being behind his statement is that he didn't say that there would be no football played at all in the 2020 season whenever it's played will be eliminated and washed away so fall winter spring at this point play it and if you have to carry over winter and spring or whatever it might be 
So be it. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. I coached LeBron James for five years. I have a great relationship with him. You know, LeBron did not have the same uh, maybe mindset or, or killer mentality that Michael Jordan is supposed to have had. But, you know, Michael Jordan was just a great player. But I think what set him apart, Harrison, is what you talked about. He just had uh, – he, he would reach into your chest and pull your heart out if he had to to win a game. And, uh, and you don't see that very often. He had that true uh, killer mindset. And uh, he brought it every single night. That's Nuggets coach Mike Malone weighing in on the MJ LeBron debate. His perspective interesting because he was an assistant and coached LeBron earlier in his career. And his dad was a coach in Toronto and then at several places uh, as an assistant coach. And so growing up, he, uh, he got to follow the, the uh, NBA a lot closer. Be a ball boy and all that stuff, be around the club than uh, most of us. So there he is, MJ over LeBron, which I think is what... Don't you think that most people who say it's LeBron are younger? Most people who saw MJ who are older take MJ? I mean, this pretty much breaks along generational lines, doesn't it? As it should, yeah. If you've watched somebody big time, I'm sure if I was uh, 10 years or 15 years older, I'd be screaming for Oscar Robertson. Uh, but I never saw him play. Uh, had the opportunity to interview him at one time when he was on the show, and that was way cool. But I can look up his numbers, but I didn't see him consistently in the way I saw Magic, in the way I saw whomever it might be, you know, Bird, and the the the, the stars of the 80s. Uh, so, yeah, of course it should be. I don't have any problem with that. Magic, Bird, and Jordan, those are the guys we watched. Otherwise, we might be more invested in the Bill Russell, Oscar Robertson debates. Oklahoma City Thunder guard Chris Paul, seventh year as the NBA Players Association president, said the NBA will need a runway of at least three or four weeks for players to prepare to return to games again this season. I'm just letting you know, and I don't think the league would do it anyway, but if they were like, hey, you got two weeks and then we're going, that's not going to happen, Paul said via a conference call. That's not going to happen. Whatever the amount of time is, just know the players love input to say so because we're the ones playing. That comes first. We don't ever want to put guys in a situation where their injury risk is higher than ever before. Nothing really surprising in those comments, I would think. Uh, yeah, but uh, let, let's see what happens when they start missing paychecks. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Purdue Graduate Transfer Center. Matt Harms expected to announce where he will transfer. Final three are Kentucky, Texas Tech, and BYU with the Cougars reportedly in the lead as of last night. He's from the Netherlands. He's seven foot three inches tall. He averaged eight and a half points, four and a half rebounds, and a couple blocks a game for the Boilermakers. He can shoot the three a little bit, but 31.6% isn't that outstanding either. PK, didn't we have this conversation a couple weeks ago? I think we had it with Tim Lacombe about when you're a high school kid, you get the whole, hey, I'm down to my final 10, I'm down to my final three, but as a transfer, doesn't that seem a little dramatic? What do you mean? This is a little, hey, look at me. I mean, just pick who you're going to transfer to as opposed to the drama. I'm down to my final three. Oh, I got three. you. Okay, okay. Okay, I understand what you, I didn't, I didn't understand what you said there. Uh, yeah, but people are, hang, uh, what's my, hounding them, you know, now because you are being re-recruited in, in a sense, and who doesn't like attention? Uh, so you got these 
three or four or five, whatever they are, national college basketball guys, there's not that many. And so they're calling you up and they want to know. So this is your little moment in the sun here because, uh, what'd you say, he's from the Netherlands? Yep. Yeah, you know, if we have a season after the season's over, if he doesn't have a shot at the NBA, well, heading back to the Netherlands. No one's going to interview you again. So <laughs> why not live it up, so to speak, in the moment? And Notre Dame's coach retiring. One of the great names. Muffet. Muffet McGraw. I'm out. 900 wins. NCAA, bunch of Final Fours. Won the championship right in the middle of the uh, Connecticut area. So she's moving along. And taking one of the great names in sports with her. Give me a better name than Muffet McGraw. I was always uh, partial to John Bacabella. That was always uh, fun to say. A former baseball player. I'm not even sure where he played. Uh, but you know, then you had uh, Pete Lecoq. He's one of my favorite names. You know, his dad, Pete Lecoq's dad. You know who Pete, Le- Pete Lecoq's dad was? Peter Marshall. Yeah. Did the Hollywood Squares. Game show. And yeah. speaking of Hollywood Squares, one time Dom DeLuise was in there. And one of the contestants wanted to pick him, and she called him Dom DeLuce, which I thought was a little <laughs> bit of a slam. Dom DeLuce, and it's Dom DeLuise. She called him Dom DeLuce. Dom DeLuce. DJ and PK. <laughs> Hashtag Major League Baseball. With the Red Sox situation, there apparently some some relaying of signs, obviously from the video coordinator, updating the pregame scouting report, if you will, in terms of what signs they tend to use. Okay, they, they'll go second sign, they'll go outs minus one in terms of what the catchers flash into the pitcher, and updating the information that would make it relevant when there's a runner on second base, uh, which is cheating. It is cheating, no, no question about it, uh, but clearly not quite at the same level of, of the Astros, and, and I think it's it's been dealt with in enough of a way that, that I think that the teams around baseball have a very clear understanding of what the rules are now and what's acceptable and what's not. John Morosi right there, Fox Sports, talking about the Red Sox cheating. The uh, They crushed the video replay system operator. I don't think, you know, he was innocent in all of this, but PK players make the money and they're the stars and they're skating and the video replay system operator has to be Suspended without pay through 2020? Uh, the club loses a second-round draft pick. I mean, that's something, but we're not, not suspending players without pay. You think the video replay system operator went down and told the players how it had to be? Told the coach and the GM and the owner, this is what we're going to do. Man, going after the private in this guy's army. Yeah, I mean, who is the system operator? I wouldn't have not known unless it's right here before me. With uh, well, I saw it yesterday, obviously, J.T. Watkins. Never heard of him before, but there are no players suspended in this situation. They skated, I guess, and they were the ones that uh, had to execute it. They could have said no, but uh, I don't know if I would have said no in that situation. It's easy for me to criticize people, uh, but I wonder if uh, somebody was giving me the signs, uh, what would I do in that situation? I would love to talk about, uh, and I agree with you, it seems a little silly here that we're going through and suspending some anonymous video systems operator. And, and Cora, who did it with two clubs, now he's going to be out. Uh, he didn't have a job because he left the Red, so- Red Sox anyway, so what's going to happen 
when he's reinstated remains to be seen. Just because you're reinstated doesn't mean you have a job. It's reinstated to what? Uh, but one of these things that uh, you, you, I think you heard uh, Stanton of the Yankees say he hit 80 home runs if he knew the signs. And Mike Trout just smiled and grinned and said, yeah, I'd love to see that happen. Hey, how about that? You got to give them signs in this this funky season that we're going to come up. Let's see, let's see what would happen <laughs> if the sign was put up on the scoreboard. Okay, everybody, uh, everybody in the stadium knows. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but do you get to know location or now? Uh, I don't think they need to know location. They don't need to know just because okay. you know location. Uh, because I don't know because we we'll, we'll hear all the time that home runs are hit on pitches that were not supposed to be where they are. You know what I mean? So just because location, I don't know that every pitcher, every pitch is good enough to hit every single location. But I do know if the batter knows what's coming, basically just go two (laughs) categories, fastball, breaking ball, he can adjust accordingly. So whether he knows the location or not isn't as important as opposed to knowing the speed. Well, how many times last season did you hear a player say, I was sitting on a fastball? I mean, if you really knew, you would crush it. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I think that the, the numbers would uh, oh, they would be astounding. <laughs> Thanks, Gordon. Uh, the Red Sox are removing the interim tag from Ron Renneke. He is the manager, 63 years old, and he's replacing uh, Alex Cora, as you mentioned. Mutually parted ways with the club in January and is now suspended through the 2020 postseason. Of course, the way this season is going, you know, suspended from what? We'll see when he gets a job coming back. But uh, April 23rd, and they're going to have to do something to get pitchers' arms up to speed. So we are crossing days off and condensing the baseball season pretty quickly here. DJ and PK. Golf. Made-for-TV event coming up. Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Planned for May. Turner Sports, TNT going to handle it. The match, Champions for Charity. It'll benefit uh, coronavirus relief. It's going to air live on TV, on uh, TNT. They're looking at Memorial Day weekend. Undisclosed location, no spectators. It'll be Woods and Manning. Excuse me. Woods and Manning versus Mickelson and Brady. And I guess we'll watch it because there won't be much on, PK. Golf. The tour isn't supposed to be back until June 11th in Texas. So in May, they'll probably get a pretty good audience with this. I agree with you. I think it's a genius idea. It's like this Jordan thing, you know, Sunday night was so much anticipated. Here we are three or four days later. We're still talking about a LeBron or Jordan and the various angles that come from it because we're starved. I texted you on Sunday. I'm so excited to have a TV assignment because I'm used to having one every night, basically, at this time of year with the playoffs going on, and we don't have anything going on right now in terms of the live sports. So that Jordan thing became such a big deal, and this thing is sort of goofy. And I I want to see – I mean, I've seen Tiger and Phil play a thousand times, right? But I would love to see what Peyton Manning and Tom Brady can do. You know, you see, I've seen uh, Manning at the the Pebble Beach thing. Um, I don't, I don't know if I've seen him in the Tahoe thing that they have, but I don't know that I've ever seen Tom Brady swing a club. So why not? Yeah, if you can do it and it's healthy and it's safe, put it on, man. We, I watched the stupid horse thing, so <laughs> sure, I'm gonna watch this if I'm available. Me too. I'll just confess. 
I, my first instinct was, what are they doing this for? And they're like, well, that's a stupid thing to think. I, I know mean, exactly what they're doing this for. <laughs> they're going to raise money for a charity yeah. everybody cares about, and there's nothing on TV, and TNT programming. came up with this. So, yeah. so I wonder if it, they will finally disclose the location, or is it going to be undisclosed the whole time? Are they worried, like, people are going to try to show up, people sneaking onto the golf course? I don't know. DJ and PK... Brought to you in part by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Joe Ingles is going to be here at 8.30 this morning. Craig Bullerjack at 9 o'clock. Look forward to that. We got the question of the day up on Facebook, and we will get to it next. How impressive is it for Utah? You have up to nine players Turned out to be NFL draft picks. Your reaction to that? And trust me, there are Ute fans who aren't happy. We'll get to that next. Stay with us.